Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of Wellness Wednesdays with myself, Judicia V. Shines. And Sharon Gardner. Uh, Wellness Wednesdays is brought to you by the Natural Hair Weekly and powered by NAHA. NAHA stands for any and everything natural, natural, (laughs) active, healthy and awake. awake. So welcome. And today we're going to be talking about uh, children's mental health, right? Yeah, because we, we touched on it when we were doing nourishment and punishment in the last podcast and we realised that this is also part of this nourish and punishment theme mm. and it'd be nice for us to just kind of touch on this, um, share our kind of, um, our, just share some more, share, share some light, br- share some light. Bring it, bring it light. into to the light, into awareness because, mm. you know, our children, we're leaving the planet in their hands and we're, le- we're creating for them um, and we love them. But it's also alarming the rate at which our under 18s or even under 15s that the 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 mental health Is, issues and yeah. conditions that that we are seeing. Right. Um, so this article that you've brought here from the Guardian it yeah. highlights a lot of consistencies mm. that um. Contributing factors, we contribute contributing factors. Yeah. So, say for instance, uh, having low income families, um, not being able to afford what other people can afford, Mm -hmm. that can affect you emotion children emotionally. Um, There's been a great loss of youth services. We've even talked about compared to what we experience as young people, there isn't that much um, available for the young people of today in terms of... Especially in certain areas. We need to focus on those areas where services may be limited Mm. or lost completely. Right. Um, Children are more confined to the home, like it's not really safe to play out on the streets. You know, we used to play out, go dig up worms, go around the whole neighbourhood, tour up and down. I swear, for my, I used to go for miles from my house when I was younger. We used to play, we used to play out till quite late. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to have a, um, I remember we had, from my, my own experience, we had a group of friends. And we'd all hang out and we'd play things like um, rounders and cannon. Yeah, and hopscotch and... Yeah. And um, double dutch and skipping everything. It was it was wonderful. Um, and when a youth club is also where you'd go and socialise, and you'd meet other friends or you make new friends, and then you could literally dip into one and then say, "Okay, I'm going to go to one down the road because I, you know, I've been been doing that. I've been to that one a few times this week. I want to go and check out this one." But adventure playgrounds. There's yeah. still a few good adventure playgrounds. There are a few. Yes. All right. So and that also highlights that there's fewer social interactions um so and there's a reduced number of adults to speak to and to get advice from uh, and support right advice Mm. and support from and then sometimes your adults or parents may be working really hard and when they do come in um they're not really that energized to even interact with the children much less sit down and have a deeper meaningful conversation about the the increased stress on families as well which is also highlighted in the article Mm. stating that family stress is also filtered down um into the children where they then take on board that stress that stress as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um also there's a lack of um, a broader knowledge of opportunities for them and resources um and then there's also it also highlights these drivers for schools you know where the school has to be 
achieve academically right plus the status of the school you think about like the Ofsted report mm -hmm. you know is this school outstanding people move to the area they want to see what the Ofsted says about this school if it's outstanding then obviously yeah we want to send our child there but on one hand you've got this kind of outstanding Ofsted report and they're achieving well in terms of academically but what about pastoral care what about the needs of the child that they be met mm-hmm and it has, is that now being more is that now outweighed mm. um in terms of the academics right mm. is academic academia more important than the nurturing the mental well-being mm. and and welfare of a child mm. Okay. Mm. um also so that added pressure in school is then causing subsequent added pressure onto the children and uh, i have 13 godchildren and i i have Ex I have seen them express uh, the stress of GCSEs. Some have even been prescribed antidepressants to to cope with the stress. So it's very um, it's very different, very very different right now. A whole different vibration. Um, the and. Mm, no, I'm, I'm just thinking because um, one of the other things it touches on as well is that. You know the cost of the when when we're focusing on academic achievements and um, the school status, it comes at the cost of the emotional well-being of a young person. So you, it's saying seeing the loss of confidence and despair in our young people, like you're just talking about GCSEs, mm. etc. You know, having to perform. Okay, so when we we're we're seeing this loss of confidence and the fact that emotional well-being is being affected. So as a naturopath. One of the really important areas we focus on when it comes to health and wellness is emotional, mental and spiritual. Mm. So emotionally, if you're not stable, if there's some instability and you're not emotionally stable or content, it's going to impact on your mental health. Okay? So we need to focus on that in every... We need to focus on emotional well-being. Right. So now that highlights something else in my mind. So that's very apparent to you. So there are other people um, who have children and maybe they weren't taught, they didn't have that, maybe they weren't really treated kindly or whatever. And the way they, their parental, how they parent, they don't have that level of patience or nurturing or care that too is a contributing factor you know how their home life is some children are uh, neglected or abused um, or yeah mentally and or physically you know and then they have to navigate the world and you, we're seeing a lot of stuff with our young people now and clearly their mental well-being is not balanced and it's not clear they're not seeing clearly so well, that those cycles have to be broken either by the children themselves if they hear this or they help themselves because some of us we are able to help ourselves or is it that the parent can create the catalyst of change by addressing themselves and that having a ripple effect within their own family if and there's children. an awareness if the parent is not aware that their emotional instability is affecting their children in a negative way 
Right, well, I can put my hand up to that. Mm. As a parent, I became aware of where some of my issues stem from, and mm-hmm. my own personal, and I was like, and then it wasn't until I had children, I saw some of those behavioral surfaced within mm. myself. I was like, right, this is a bit like my mom or my dad, mm. you know, and did I like it? Or did I think I didn't appreciate this when I was a youth? Mm. So... It, it, I had to stop it mm. and some things I cultivate and I nurture certain attributes I cultivate and nurture and other attributes like not having that patience um, um, not you know using always the right words to inspire their self-esteem and to build them if I when I came into my spiritual awareness I started to listen to what was coming out of my mouth and what I was saying and even how I was thinking and realizing that I was projecting on my my daughter uh, can I give you a, a, an example mm-hmm. like when my baby my first daughter she was like three and um, not three sorry she must have been about five because mm. she was in reception or year one mm. and I think she was slow to do something I don't know if it was maths or English right because she's like a teenager now mm. and um, I was working in the city and stuff and I like I drop her off at 6.30 in the morning and I pick her up at 6 o'clock in the evening and she'd have like an hour with me, hour and a half tops to do homework, eat and then it was bedtime. And in that small increment of time, I was just like banging on the table. Why won't you do, why can't you do this? What's the matter with you? Because I was exhausted. I was tired. And my boss didn't appreciate me. Where's your father? He's not here. You know, I'm not I'm not a happy camper as it is. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, I remember reading The Secret at that time, around that time, and Asking It Is Given by Jerry and Esther Hicks. Yeah, yeah. And um, it made it... I started to become into awareness of like, focus on what you want, not what you don't want. Mm. And also that when I'm accusing people or situations, Mm. it's usually a reflection of me. Mm. And um, I realized that I was just, when I started to listen to what was coming out of my mouth to my child, I was like, wow, you're not really building her up. You're just basically tearing her down. Mm. And um, so I started to build, move to a new area in my brain. I started to build a new way in my, muscle in my mind yeah um and to break that cycle because my mom worked hard she i don't think she ever had less than two jobs at a time Mm. and she was a single parent and there i was like echoing what my mom had went through i was a single parent i had similar expectations as my mom had and i was projecting those expectations but it's learned behavior it's le- exactly. and we talked about this last week we talked about learned behavior right i think it's important in terms of dealing with mental health and being holistic practitioners that we have to be transparent and have these type of honest conversations where we take a bit of accountability and responsibility in terms of breaking the cycles. Because, I mean, I love the fact that we have these surfaces and that these surfaces are there for us. And and I'm thankful for them, yeah? But I also 
am encouraged to try and help myself as well and also look at sometimes just simply sitting still and having a look at what am I doing to help the situation because like we're highlighting a lot of solution a lot of problems here what are the solutions to getting our children to regain their mental ability last podcast we talked about um but nurturing we talked about nurturing yeah and we also talked about <clears throat> children do as we do not as we say so learnt behavior right so we got to lead by example right and if you're a child listening you know it's very um tempting to say yeah my mom and my dad they do this and they do that to me and store up a lot of emotions and anger and resentment and because they're not old enough they don't have enough wealth of experience under their belt to have that emotional intelligence to say well you know blaming them and going over and over it is not going to make it better I can help myself I don't have to live up to their expectations this is my life this is you know my experience let me help myself they're not emotionally equipped you know what's coming to me as we're talking Mm -hmm. emotional intelligence that's something that we don't really focus on in school or outside of school right so how are children going to get to this level where they actually appreciate that emotional intelligence is actually more important i would say than iq yes how they're going to be able to you know understand this emotional intelligence we need to be teaching children and parents and this whole system Mm. about emotional intelligence because we know emotions can rule us sometimes Mm. but is that a good thing or is that part of the problem I don't think it's part of the problem. I think it's part of life's growth. I think it's part of growth and development. Your, your emotions are there to indicate something to you. But not, we don't... Okay, as a child, mm. I'm upset. I'm angry. Mm. Well, he made me do it. She made me do it. There's no onus on self. Again, that's learnt. Because if we think about children, when they're born, they're just like, la, 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 skipping around, doing whatever. You know, the world's their oyster. And they drop, they get up and they try again. There's no, they're determined. They know what they want. They'll snatch from you. They're brave. They're fearless. But, but where does all of everything they learn is based off of from the, what their parents do or expect? But that's what I'm saying. This is the solution. Mm -hmm. Emotional intelligence should be a very main part of any educational system. Yeah. Whether it be at home, whether it be in school. Mm. We need to focus on emotional intelligence first and foremost. Give them the tools to understand first that sometimes, yeah, you may be feeling sad or mad or, or angered because you feel that someone has made you mad or sad or angry. However... How is that serving you? We need to Have teach a, them. And understand also because what emotions actually are. Yes, uh, it, they're it, indicators. But they're also vibrations. Mm. And those vibrations give cause to an alchemy in the body, which we call emotions. That alchemy is different secretions of different that are released from our glands 
give us different sensations, feelings. Those feelings are vibrations. Those feelings then make us tune into subsequent experiences. This is the law. Those are hermetic principles. Those are part of the liberal arts. Liberal arts are things that you learn in private school. Not, it's not really perpetuated in public schools. So what are the solutions? The solutions are that if you are in a low income um, area or in a family or you know, there's no services for your children to um, go to that they can be supported by their community and they're confined to the home and those things and so on and so forth and school has got them under pressure it's about priorities i think right um i've i've worked at and it's about making the time be it once a week be it see i wouldn't say make i'd, I'd reframe that allocating time to do these things do you know what I mean? Because if you make time, you're never going to make time. But if you allocate time, that is time that you've put yeah. in, in aside for this particular activity. And, you know, parents, they do love their children. They mm. work hard to provide and buy the gadgets and buy the trainers and buy the clothes and look after them. And that's really good and well done to you. But they're meeting their material needs. But we're talking about mental health. I know. So what is lacking here? Right. We can buy them things, but how are we meeting their emotional needs mm -hmm. so that impacts their mental health in a positive way? Right. So this is, the, this is what we should be focusing on. It's like my, gra my mother would say, you have to have your priorities in order, dear. Get your priorities <laughs> in order. Work, and wor work, work, work mm. all the time when your child may just want half an hour of your time. Right. And how paramount that could be. Because it's, the article's also highlighting that there's been an influx in the last 10 years um, in young girls specifically self-harming mm. and um, being medicated for um, emotional things um, so we now have to shift gears I think as parents as aunties and uncles and cousins and friends or extended family, family as a village yeah uh, you know and thinking about each other this whole thing one love perfect love namaste ashe you know we say all of these beautiful fancy words even wakanda you know, <laughs> you <laughs> know yeah and unity and you might we got a lot of stuff flying out there it's now time that we start walking the walk and when we walk I see all children as my children. Mm. I'm not. I'm very confident to speak to other people's children in the street, in the supermarket, and people are always like, "Oh my gosh, what did you say to him? You calmed him down. Thank you so much." Mm. You, and I've learned that when you step to a child with love, mm. real love, not judgment, and have a or, conversation and engage with them, not judgment, not yeah, criticism. Don't tell them off. Just mm. like, what's the matter, Papa? You, mm. what is it you know or um what's on your mind get them to unearth what's inside of them and listen mm. instead of like because it's very tempting to always jump in mm. we've got a lot of life experience under our belt mm. right so we would be like no you don't want to do it that way you don't want to do this just listen just listen even if it pains you sometimes my teenagers talking to me and i think oh Gosh, 
shit. You know, like, oh. But I listen, mm. right? And she loves that about me. And all her friends say, why do you tell your mum everything? Why are you always telling your mum? And she's Because like, she can. Yeah. Be because she can. Right. And I bet that helps her mental health immensely. Yeah. There you go. And she, you know, even when she was doing her GCSEs, all her exams like mm. they really tugged on her and she had some symptoms actually mm. where you know it, it got so much for her and she's a self-motivator she's a self-initiator she i don't have to tell her to do stuff she'll do her homework she'll do all her books are pristine straight a's she's really good but I didn't realize how much pressure she was putting on herself at mm. one point. And I, I and when she was having all these symptoms, I'm like, yo, what's up with you? What's going on? You know? And then the she was having like, okay, let me just disclose it to you. Her tummy wasn't feeling great. Mm. Took her to the doctors. Doctor didn't know what it was. Took her to the hospital. She had blood work one day. Not all blood work normal. Come back tomorrow. You see another specialist another specialist a whole heap another blood work still don't know what the problem is do you know what the doctor said to me on the third day i'm like yo and i am not a person who like hospital yeah and i knew that i was getting it was a test for me mm. anyway um so the third day now this this big old elephantitis looking doctor right this doctor that don't look nothing like health and well-being to me says to me oh well her bloods have been normal for the last three days. And um, I don't... Sorry for disrespecting the doctor, you know. Mm, I was going to say... Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, take it back. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mm. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I give that... Unconditional love. Unconditional absolutely. love. I got, you know, you got to correct yourself yes, on your absolutely. toes. Yeah? Correct yourself in action. On your Right. Absolutely. I apologise. So I give thanks to the doctor again. Mm -hmm. All right, so the, 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 the doctor said to me we don't you know her blood works have been normal for the last three days and um we don't know what it is so what i would suggest is that we do some keyhole surgery for what to go in there and investigate for and what to find out what the problem the is the problem was i'll tell you what the problem was it's called idiopathic right. idiopathic let me tell you what i said i said let me tell you something little mm. girl it's in your head that's what i said idiopathic right I said it's in your it's head. Manifest, it's manifested because she's emotionally she's sending all these signals, right? Which are which are mm -hmm. triggering the stress response, exactly. Which are impacting on her digestive system exactly. and making her stomach feel like something's going on in Knots there. Knots and pain, yeah. It is. Do you know what happens? Sorry, go on. <laughs> but I know you're. <laughs> we're passionate. We're yeah. passionate. <laughs> what ended up happening? I said I just took her out of there and they were like we'll come back tomorrow they did not see me again okay i said let me tell you something baby as much as i love you they're not going to be opening up you i mm -hmm. said you have to get your head right mm -hmm. okay i've taught you mm -hmm. these things and she's got a lot of seeds inside of her i mean mm -hmm. she has a mum like me and i know that's not easy and that a lot of other people aren't reading from the same hymn street hymn sheet as mm -hmm. i am yeah mm -hmm. so i know that too so um i just said you need to get it together up here and i think a mixture of that as well as her blood works normal mm. you've had you've been examined by like three different doctors mm. they've all told you that nothing is wrong with you mm. the pain dissipated and it went away because it is emotional I, it I was know. emotional let me tell you something the only reason i 
ever take my children to the doctor or hospital is to put their mind at rest mm. is to get a diagnosis so that i can treat them naturally at home mm. that's it but look at that we're talking about mental health mm -hmm. she's under extreme pressure mm -hmm. to perform she's doing her gcse's she's put the pressure on herself because you're not putting the pressure on her mm -hmm. she's put the pressure on herself to make sure she does her best with these gcse's mm -hmm. understandable emotionally there's instability but she can't voice that for some reason she didn't voice it right however what's happening is that where thoughts go chemicals follow right emotional emotions are thoughts okay the chemical that she's producing are the stress hormones mm -hmm. they're switching off the ability for her to rest and digest you can't be in fight and flight and rest and digest the two don't happen at the mm -hmm. same time it's autonomic nervous system it's one or the other so when you were able to have that conversation with her and she realized that but my mum's not stressing me my mum's actually here school, supporting me the school was stressing her because she's a prefect she's an ambassador for the school they had her doing inter interviewing teachers and um, and she skipped, they're skipping her out of classes and, and, and all sorts. And I was like, right. I had to address Thank those things as well. Goodness for a supportive parent at home. Because if you weren't supportive and you were adding to that, mm. God knows what would have happened next. Mm. So thankfully she had, and this is the mental health is because sometimes as parents, we don't know how to support our children. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, they get onto into the system with mental health problems and then they really believe they have something that's really wrong with them right and then we've seen these young girls self-harming because they're not getting the care or support they need and it's not we're not blaming or judging anyone here right it's because we have to we need to understand that our emotional health impacts on our mental health big time we have to and also that. it's about just little key tricks which i've shared with other parents as well mm. it's being present and being able to keep your cool your child will not talk to you or disclose anything with you if you go from zero to a hundred real quick you have to be able to control yourself if you can't control yourself how the heaven can they and they are not going to know how to control themselves unless you show them that example so sometimes my baby is telling me things that are disturbing or what have you even when she comes to me and she's not feeling well, I keep my cool, you know, and I stay calm. And that is, it, that then also helps them to stay calm as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, mom's not going over the top, you know. And she always comes to me and says, you know what, mom, I'm so happy that you're my mom because some of my friends tell me things and I'm really thankful to have a mom like you. You know what I'm saying? So I want to add, because like, oh God, I'm so happy mm. because I just want anyone hearing out there that's a parent to know that let's have open channels of communication with our young people, whether they're our child, whether they are members of our family, or whether they're just children that are known to us. Let's have these open channels of communication. Let's engage with them. Yeah. Let's hear them. Let's listen to them. Let's support emotional intelligence. Yeah. Let them help them to understand that emotional intelligence in this life is more important than an IQ. Yeah, an IQ may get you this job or whatever, but if you're not emotionally intelligent, if you haven't got the the sense to tune into yourself and know when your emotions are affecting your mental health in a in a in a negative way, 
this is where we are failing our young people, yeah. I believe, in my opinion. Okay, obviously, um, if we look at the research and the stats, it may say something a bit different, but I believe that emotional intelligence is the way forward. I believe that open channels of communication, I believe that us as parents need to also understand emotionally how our intelligence or unintelligence may be impacting on our children yeah. as well. Because if we have, if we've carried baggage from our own upbringing and not address, address that or unpack that, or unpicked it mm. so that we can now have a better understanding of who we are as individuals so we can better support our own young people whether they be our children whether they be young people within our circle how are we going to support them with their mental health yeah and i think this is the solution one of the solutions going forward at least one at least one there's so many different there's so many layers yeah. to our growth and our development yeah. but i feel that that emotional intelligence having that maturity is paramount and communication mm. is key we should be engaging engaging and communicating with budget i mean i know that we have a lot going on and it's very mm. tempting for us to be on our computer or phone and them to be on their little devices and we're not really communicating mm. that really has to be put to bed you know it really does and we have to read the fine print on some of these devices like i didn't know when i first got the we about I think it's six, seven years ago we got a wee, mm. that you're only supposed to be on it for 25 minutes at a time. Wow. And there's children on those things for hours at a time, yeah. you know, and I'm sure the fine print on the PlayStation, the Xboxes, read the fine print. Mm. And um, also, as, as much as our children, they have these really great intellects and they're really sharp and everything, mm. and they're great on these games and, and, and building and da-da, but emotionally being able to communicate their feelings and then their needs and requirements to others mm. um, and with their peers as well to, to be able to be able to reason mm. and to think critically and be open to different views and perspectives and not just a one trick type of pony. Mm. Um, those are really fundamental um, things. And I think that, on our next podcast mm. if possible we can talk or a future podcast yeah, yeah um we can talk more about um the different types of secretions with different emotions mm. you know like oxytocin mm. is love mm. and women secrete, endorphins right women mm. secrete oxytocin a lot easier and quicker and, and more ef efficiently than men mm. this is why women fall in love quicker than men do mm. and women you know did one date or one um intimate encounter and they're like oh they're ready to get married mm. whereas men are like hey slow down mm. and that's because of oxytocin secretions mm. and even having that understanding a man walking into a situation with a woman he can be more considerate in terms of how he interacts with her mm. and a woman can be more aware of why she feels so overwhelmed with oh this guy's you you know until he just breaks shatters the glass and reality is back in perspective so understanding these secretions these feelings these emotions these dip variations in vibrations then understanding how they can tune you into like experiences we've got to start I would like for us to start talking about the natural laws, mm. the divine laws, the laws of attraction, um, and all those type of things. You know, the, the subjects have asked, the topics have asked. I mean, 
you know, we go from one minute from children <laughs> to adults. To, well, you know, there's, there's a lot. There's mm. a lot. But and they're I think all connected. They are. That's what I'm saying. They do flow. Because, you know, um, even with this subject we, we, we were talking about today, mm. we know that as parents, if we've had upbringing that has not been stable emotionally, mm. it is going to impact on our children, how we communicate and engage and so forth. So it, emotional intelligence, I think, is the way forward, definitely. And if you do, even if you don't feel confident as a parent to, that you know anything about these things, Google, look, look up, up a book, yeah. listen to something on YouTube, see what resonates, do a little bit of investigation and do it with your child. Like, mm. hey, look what, look at this, this is look interesting. This and let your, because I'm very transparent with my children. Mm. I say, you see how much mum's grown and developed? Mm. You see how mummy's improved? You see how mummy's more patient? And mm. they're like, yeah. And I'm like, that's because mummy's working on herself. So it's a bit like, I mean, to wind up now, because we don't mm. want to go too far. It's <laughs> like when we spoke about, um, we had the conversation with children about um, why we give them certain types of food okay same thing we can have the conversation with them about you know how we can be more in tuned in to what's going on for us emotionally and how that may impact on us and make us feel bad sometimes or make us feel good other times yeah you know those those emotions that may make us feel a bit negative and those emotions that make us feel happy and hey you Mm. know you know just just to summarize this whole thing i went to see a play last week with my daughter i think i mentioned it yeah she did it was called um new beginnings at down at um oh gosh what's the name of the theater down at in London. London Bridge. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm not here to do a commercial for them. But <laughs> the play was really interesting because it was about um, adults portraying children and children portraying adults. And they went away, They went on holiday to Cornwall as they went every summer. And the adults were in childlike characters, but they were basically expressing that they were in this room downstairs and the parents were upstairs and they never really looked in on them and like when they needed anything they were all, they were either at the pub or they were gone for a walk but the children were left to their own devices, devices. and they sung a song like we want to be acknowledged we want it actually brought me to tears because i i felt that the message that the person was ro- the, the 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 script writer was trying to portray i really got it mm. you know he was just that they were trying to highlight that you know we our children they have these great imaginations and they have feelings like are so deep and they see what you think they don't see and but when we they can be neglected and we're the parents are hiding out behind drugs and alcohol and sex and toxic relationships or whatever, and they're not really seeing. I'm not accusing or saying. I'm just highlighting what the play brought to the surface for mm. me. And my, so um, yeah, if you're in London, you might want to check it out. Um, but yeah, so it kind of was in alignment. Sorry, that just came through. I just wanted to share that as well. Maybe someone out there would hear that and. But I think just just to wind it up mm. or to, to finish, but that was I say that was key, and the reason why I say that's key is because we as parents we're still learning. Yeah, we're still evolving. We're still growing. There's things we don't quite know about ourselves yet, but we're parents. Yeah, we're aunties, we're uncles, we're whatever. So, in order to support these young people coming up, these children coming up, we need to know more about ourselves. 
Amen. Okay, so I think when it comes to mental health of young people, we have to also be emotionally stable ourselves in order to support them with their emotional yeah. health and well-being. And it's really, you have to, I, I've learned that I've had to be honest with myself in order to authentically grow and better lead my girls and lead them into having better experiences than that I had. So they and can... relationships with all, with themselves first and foremost. Yeah. So that can have better relationships with everyone else. Yeah. Okay, we need to wind up. Oh, that was, <laughs> that was a juicy one. Yes, all right, I so, enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Prayfully, you know, some seeds, you, you received some, um, received what we said, mm. received of some of the things that we shared, rather, and um, we pray all is well with you. Yes, and we hope that, you know, we were able to give you maybe some insights and some solutions, and maybe it's a conversation. It's a conversation. We're still growing and evolving as we do this week to week. So bear with us, please. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Love and light, everyone. Bye.